Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Sidekick, sidekick Josh is by my side. I am indeed. Admiring your Leon strawberry lemonade today. Yeah. Looks particularly um, nice colour. Delicious. Yeah. You're munching. Is this you munching on some Taylors of Harrogate? No, that wasn't oh, me. I've just had oh, yeah. a Pret, oh, had a pret? Uh, choc bar, which okay. is a favourite of mine, yeah. actually. I just needed some energy. Good. So, we all need energy today. Post, um, I would say... The worst half. Worst 45 minutes worst 45 I've minutes been at in person. In, 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 I would in, say since <laughs> Fulham away. Wow. I can't quite remember the year. I'm going to say something like 2006. Oh, no, that's rubbish. I, I was going to say the Emery era. I mean, that's... that's Why, I'm not sure I've been more frustrated no. by a 45 okay, minutes. Okay, we'll, all right, we'll get on to that. Okay. Anyway, we have a lovely guest. Nigel Mitchell is here. One of the voices of Arsenal, I think it's Hello. to say. It's nice to be back. Thanks. Welcome back. Since First time since 2016. Yeah, I think it was. Those yeah, are the yeah. days. Uh, well, it's a different yeah. period. I mean, <laughs> they were days in some ways, and in some ways these are the days. Well, a lot's happened A lot has happened. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Thanks, Nigel. Yeah. Nigel is the... You are the man who most of the time half time for example you are ushering on an arsenal legend and you are having a chat yeah um, and keeping us entertained it's a pinch yourself job and uh you know people always say to me oh well, it must be the best job in the world I'm going, yeah you're telling me something i already know this is yeah. it's an amazing job and i feel so so fortunate you know to be a fan mm. and to have i've been doing it for about five years now that i mean i've been at, been at the club for 11 years wow. which i don't know where that time's gone um but to have the opportunity to do that and um yeah and, and you you guys have always been really really good to me oh. at half time so oh. thank you for that it makes my life a lot easier so, um, yeah. who's been your favorite recent halftime guest oh favorite recent halftime mm. guest that is a very you good know I was going to ask you that question. question. Sorry, I've thrown it at you. Um, I can give you my favourite all-time. Oh, go on, yeah. Whilst I'm thinking better. of favourite recent. Favourite all-time is probably an obvious one. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp. Ah, oh, excellent. And yeah. the reason for that is because uh, Dennis's statue had just been unveiled outside. Mm. I don't know if you remember that game. I think it was against Sunderland. Right, go on, good memory. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. And... Uh, Everyone knew that we, you know, we said Dennis is going to be our half-time guest, and it was one of those great half-times where 
nobody left their seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone was there, and they were hanging off Dennis's every word, oh, gosh, and yeah. you could literally hear a pin drop when he spoke, and that, for me, was just... The, yeah, know, I remember tingling. I remember that very well. And yeah. uh, f- uh, there, there was this. this um, there's a funny story about that because w- with the with the halftime guests, just to make sure that everything's above board and the guests are happy, agents are happy, football clubs are happy, and all that kind of stuff. It's slightly different to how maybe you would do a normal interview. I mean, you interview people all the time, sure. and you know they don't know what questions you're going to ask. Whereas no. with the halftime, the halftime guests. Arsenal are always very keen to let people know yes. so that they say, well, we'd rather not talk about that or that because, you know, families are there and stuff like that. Yeah, we want yeah. to make it as, as nice an occasion. Yeah, for you're not trying guests. to catch them out. No, we're definitely not trying <laughs> no. to catch them out. So with the Dennis situation, he, um, I think he'd, he'd been at Ajax for a little while. Mm. And um, so we had to send the questions to Dennis, to Dennis's agent, I think to Ajax. Arsenal had to approve it as well, wow. all this kind of stuff. Wow. So there was this level of approval for yeah, these questions. Yeah. And, of course, it was a big moment with the statue unveiling, Hero Returns. So I go through all my questions. I get to the final question, and all of these questions have been approved. Like, yeah, that's great. And uh, Dennis answers the final question. And then, as I'm about to say, thanks very much, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis says, I think I know what the next question's going to be. <laughs> I'm going, oh no, oh no, what is the next question? Wow. So uh, I hadn't said, but for political reasons, I thought it was best to avoid the question. Yeah. Would you ever like to come back to Arsenal? Ah. Whereas he preempted that and then said, I think I know what the next question's going to be. So I thought, right, well, if I ask the next question, I actually could get in touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arsenal won't be happy, potentially. Um, the fans would probably quite like me to ask this. So I stalled and I said, I don't know if you were there, I, I actually asked the audience, so to speak, and I said, oh, would, you like to, would you like me to ask the next question? At which point 60,000 people go, yes. And I thought, oh no, oh no. So I said, well, Dennis, I won't ask it, but you can answer it. Well... Oh. Coming. Great and, way out. Yeah, and, and he said, I would like to come back to Arsenal one day. And I thought, oh, uh, at this point, he got the biggest cheer of the day, obviously. And I thought, wow, I got away with one there, fortunately. Triumph. But that was, for me, that was, the, that was the best moment, just because everyone was so engaged with yeah, it. Yeah, that's and cool. speaking to Dennis Bergkamp, um, and he got sprayed by the sprinklers, you know. So you, you might be an Arsenal <laughs> legend, but they never well, turned yeah. the sprinklers off. I've well, got go a question on. for you, Nigel. Mm. Do you think you will ever have Arsene Wenger as a half-time guest? I would like to think at some point. I honestly don't know. Uh, I find out who we're getting maybe three weeks before. Yeah. And so then I have a chance to prepare the questions and send them off to the various... Well, I send them back to the club and then they send them off to various places. Uh, I think it will be a while, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, he, he wants to keep a distance for a little while, which I think is mm. fair enough. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, and let the dust settle, all that kind of stuff. I would love to think that he would, would, would come back at some point. We've I had previous managers yeah, um, before. George Graham. George, well, actually, no, George hasn't. But then I think George, George, with one of the shows I do for Arsenal, which I know you want to talk about anyway, Arsenal yeah. World, um, we've just done a, a feature. I think part five went out last week. With, it was an in-depth chat with George. And so I voiced the in and the out of that. And they went over to George's house. He's got Arsenal memorabilia. It's like the Arsenal Museum in there. He's got yeah, Arsenal memorabilia yeah. everywhere. And you still got pave, Arsenal paving up leading up to that. Is that right? I, like, well, if it's, if it's the like same that. house that he yeah. probably has. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think a lot's changed. It's, um, I, yeah. I remember it reading Ham- that. Hampstead? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, and he, I think, only now has started, because obviously Arsenal has moved on. I think now George feels comfortable... Uh, coming back and talking about it. I think that's maybe sort of 
a bit of respect between the, the managers is that he never wanted to yeah, that's, comment that's common, on Arsene. Yeah. And he, I think he's openly said that. Yeah. And I think maybe Arsene... Arsene is the same oh, sure. for now. And I bet so, if I bet if yeah. we if we reach a point where, you know, I, I don't know. Say we've we say we've qualified for Europe. I'm, now, you know, I'm mm. not saying that will happen. I'm saying if that happens, even maybe this season or next season or whatever, and you know, there's a period of calm where we've achieved mm. something. Mm. Say then maybe you might come back. You know, where he's feeling it's like a kind of almost like you know celebratory mm. mood. That, you know, it has to be the right kind of thing. I, think, I, I disagree. Yeah. Oh. I think until the people that sacked him leave, he won't want to be there. Oh, okay. Well, you, that's why I fear. Yeah, that, that equally that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he effectively was sacked. Yeah. Although, actually, I mean, most of this new regime are new, aren't they? Really? I mean, he was he was Gazidis, really. Well, ultimately, Cronky, isn't it? Cronky, that's true. Yeah, you, I forgot about that. Ultimately. The owners of the club, Nigel. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't I comment yeah, on that. No, no you can't comment on that. The ins and outs no. of that. So um, I'm not sure that you remind me when you talk about Burkham, though. Remind, I'm, I've been meaning to, to mention. We will get on to the, the game. The disaster. Just, game just one thing back on the manager. Oh yeah, go on. There may well be another former manager joining me. Oh, in the- oh Bruce Rioch. Fantastic. Bruce Rioch's coming to the next home game, Boyd. Aston Villa at home. Steady. So the people can't, who, I can't say too much. The people who call, promise. The people who call Unai Emery Bruce Rioch will love that, those, those people. Um, right, that's interesting. Um, what I was going to say was, we're talking about Spurcap, have you heard the Ian Wright? Ian Wright, I tweeted about this over the weekend. Ian Wright has guested on a podcast called Fortunately, which is a BBC podcast with um, Jane Garvey, and um, it's brilliant, and, it's, uh, and they, have, they, just, they just kind of chatter. Fee Glover and Jane Garvey just chatter from Radio 4, but they have a kind of radio broadcaster guest every episode, and Ian Wright is the guest on the most recent episode, mm-hmm. and it's a brilliant interview with him, because they just catch him, they just ask him quite cheeky personal questions in a way and he's very incredibly honest and holds forth about oh, yeah. but he does talk about how he shared a room with Dennis oh yeah the um, pyjamas and the pyjamas <laughs> yeah. he tells the pyjamas <laughs> story that he so he used to wear are you aware of this Josh? I don't think I am Ian Wright's nightwear was a vest and nothing else when he shared a room with Dennis Burke. gotta keep the important bits Me- warm yeah <laughs> meanwhile Dennis and Dennis was wearing like proper pyjamas yeah. I can know, imagine st- yeah and Ian Wright was kind of like almost like it was in awe of Dennis's Nightwear, it's proper classy nightwear, but he was, isn't that weird? And Fee Glover, quite rightly, Fee Glover, whichever one it was, was like, you st- no bottoms, nothing. And he was like, no, you know, you want to go run, run wild and free when you're in bed. There's a, and there's, I was like, that is quite odd. There's a brilliant story. Have you read Dennis Bergkamp's book? I mean, there's a, there is a great story, and I think Wrighty touches on it. And that's the great thing about reading the books of yeah. those players from those areas because the stories, you know, match up. The words are slightly yes, different, right. but the stories yeah. match up beautifully. And I think uh, Wrighty used to sleepwalk. Oh, yeah, that's right, um, yes. And Dennis tells a great story about him sort of... And he was sort of going, righty, righty. And he you know, wasn't even... Just opened the, opened the door to the hotel room, thought someone was there, there was no one there, he shut it and went back to sleep. Just, just bizarre. But uh, great, uh, I love those stories. Yeah, yeah. So, And that's those, those books. Yeah. And obviously, Ray Parler's you know, book is full of those, mm. those great stories. You asked about best interviews. <laughs> yeah. So I found... Not, not a pitch-side one as such. I mean, I do love those, but the, the thing about doing the pitch-side interviews... As, as you will know if you've seen them, is that we, at max, have five minutes. Yeah. And so in that time, <laughs> so you have to... Not much you there's can not get a lot yeah. you can... And you know, Boyd, from doing yeah. interviews all the time, five minutes goes like that. Yeah, sometimes I get eight minutes yeah. for the, um, the film style. So, well, yeah, but, that, but it still goes... Quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, with the five minutes, if you're trying to cover an entire career... Yeah. You you have to do the headlines mm. um, because some people, some fans might not know necessarily the player, especially if it's an, uh, it's an older player. And so um, I love doing the, the, the bigger interviews. And one of the 
the chances I get, another amazing opportunity Arsenal have given me down the years is we do these VIP tours now of Emirates Stadium and uh, four legends have uh, signed up for those. So we've got uh, Ray Parler, uh, Martin Keown, Lee Dixon and David Seaman. And they have been brilliant because that's effectively a two-hour interview or Mm. three-hour interview, basically. I do walk around with them and 30 guests and uh, you, yeah, the fans get to ask the questions, but I sort of say, right, here we are in the director's uh, box. Give them a few facts about the director's box. Here's what you can see from the director's box. Then ask the legend memory, you know, questions about their memory of, from Arsenal. And we just walk around and try and attach the questions to each part of the stadium. And um, I love those interviews because so often... You, you hear stories that you would never have heard mm. before. Martin Keown has told some incredible stories during mm. those those tours. About he's, a, he's an interesting character, isn't he, Martin? He's a very he, interesting. He was on. He was on. Um, I was going to mention him. Funny enough, <laughs> match of day two last match night. Match of day two last night. Yeah. I find him. I mean, I'm not asking you to comment on this, by the way, because you you probably see him in about a couple of days. But I find him one of the most. One of, I'm going to use the word weird. I've mentioned. I think I mentioned this. Before. He's one of the weirdest pundits out there because he veers between. I think he's one of those. A lot of play ex-players I find this like exposed of, of teams when they ultra hyper can be hypercritical of the team when it's there but I think his his often his comments on Arsenal I find quite weird sometimes weirdly aggressive and then he'll veer towards being incredibly defensive of them it's I don't know it veers wildly I think he me, sort but. of thinks I mean he, he loves the club sure absolutely loves but sure. I think he also there's part of him that sort of says well I can't sort of say I love the club too much because I've got to be yeah. impartial yeah. but then so he sort of almost goes the other way yes yes to an extent and then sort of brings right. it back yeah okay. Any, um, go on I've got a good Martin Keogh oh have you <laughs> funny you should mention Martin so a couple of weeks ago the Burnley home game um, I think David Louise was playing I'm sure yeah. we'll come on to him yeah, yeah. Um, and um, obviously Martin had been quite heavily critical of the, of the signing. Mm. And um, I think, he'd, I think if I'm, he'd done okay against Burnley, hadn't he? I seem to remember. He didn't, he'd yeah, done, I think he did, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was one of the games we didn't make an obvious error yeah. in the middle of the game. So um, <laughs> I was uh, at the end of the match, full-time whistle, went into the media lounge and Martin is there having done his commentary duty. I think it was with BT Sport that day. Yes, yes and, that's um, right. I watched that. So uh, I sort of went over to him and said, hi, hi, Martin. And then David Hillier rocks up and... Um, Steve Sidwell as well, yeah. Sidwell, and yeah. uh, Reshmin um, Chowdhury, because she was there doing talk sports. So the four of us sort of got into a lovely conversation. And then Martin said, what, what time does uh, what time's Holloway Road open? And I went, oh, Martin, it's not, it's not for about an hour. He went, oh, no. Oh. He said, I really need to get away. It's like, have you not driven? No one could believe that he hadn't driven. Yeah. No, I'm doing, I'm doing public transport today. Oh, I'm a bit nervous, actually, about going out there after, after what I said earlier about David oh, really? Louise, a bit nervous. And um, so Reshman and I were laughing, and this, this, you know, this towering figure, one of the most feared defenders yeah. in yeah, Premier League history, really going, oh. And he said, oh, I could walk to Caledonian Road, <laughs> couldn't I? This went, anyway, after about 20 minutes of sort of umming and ahhing about what he was doing, he said to me, he went, Nigel, what time are you leaving? I went, oh, not for a while. He went, oh, you wouldn't walk us down, would you? Wow. <laughs> You're Martin Keown's escort. <laughs> Security. Just, well, I mean, was he worried that he was worried that fans would be annoyed with him? I think so. I think because so. for being too critical of Louis. Maybe I don't, I don't know, think yeah. that. I mean, but funnily enough, that, that was that yeah. was what I was thinking of because he was yeah. on BT Sport that day, and I did yeah. find he was being quite weird. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. we need to talk anyway. about this fucking match <laughs> yesterday. Um, it's now Monday. Uh, it was yesterday. Yep. Um, because, as we've said, it wasn't either the most disappointing half of all for about 10, 20 years. Or it was just, it, was, it definitely felt like, so I, my, I'm going to open with my thoughts as I often do. I feel that 
people are going to accuse me of excuse. I'm not. These are not excuses. I'm just going to do. I can't wait to see. I'm going to deal with some facts. I just want to deal with some some things to say. One is that at the end of the first half, I was absolutely fine, and I think everyone was fine. You know, I mean, you were at the match. Yep. I, watched, I watched it on Sky. You know, the pundits were fine. Everyone was like, you know, yeah, Arsenal soaked up pressure. Watford came at us in the first 10, 15 minutes. Arsenal soaked up that pressure. They had some shots on goal. We scored two great goals. One brilliant passing move. The most passes for a goal so far. 20 passes. 20 passes. Brilliant turn and shot from Aubameyang. Incredible stuff. And and we were like, oh, great. We win 2-0 away from home. And I know it's what football, but they've got a new manager. Clearly, you know, they want to impress the manager. Then the second half collapse was extraordinary. And for me, it was like a, a trademark Arsenal mixture of kind of complacency and weird fear. Like, you know, as soon as something goes wrong, i.e. the kicking out, passing out from the back, which went... But the groundwork for that was laid in the first half when it went wrong a few times. And sure. we persisted. Sure. And that surely has got to play into what think, Watford are doing at halftime. Of course, of course. But I think actually, and, and, and the manager said that on, on afterwards, it's like, yeah, we knew that oh, was an I area. haven't actually seen it. Yeah, yeah, the, the manager said, you know, we knew that was an area we could, we could, we could attack. Yeah. But actually conceding that goal from that, from us playing out the back, that calamitous yeah, moment. that moment, we didn't recover. No, and, and for me, that's classic Arsenal. It's like you make, you, you make a mistake. You, I, and I know there are bigger issues, and we'll go on to the 31 shots that we faced, the biggest ever, blah, blah, all of that. But I still think when it comes down to it, that's what happens to us. And that is a historic, ingrained mental frailty that players like Socrates and you still got the spine of the team Socrates Xhaka particularly I'm, I'm singling out those two I, 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 I've still got that in them that kind of mental weakness for me and and it was like calamitous but I just think how you sort out I can't sort out in my mind who to blame you know it's all about portioning blame so everyone's got hysterical on Twitter particularly in social media and people are all Emery out there's a huge big thing and I can see that he's lost a lot of fans you know there are some, Alan Alga friend of the show regular guest <laughs> was like oh you know he's clearly turned you know he seems to have turned he's agreeing with people saying you know we, we come dominated one game in the, since he's been manager I think it's absolute nonsense people are, people are going crazy on social media and I think if you calm down and you, and you kind of think about it for a minute, A, you know, you've got to be fair and try and work out whose fault these things are. And I don't see how the manager... I, the manager can be blamed for his formation, which was, I thought was weird, this diamond that didn't work against Liverpool, worked fitfully. Doing it again didn't seem to work for me yesterday, and he's persevered with it. I have issues with team selection, all of that. But I still think actually half the blame has to come when your players are committing errors. And those errors that need to go. And we're at the top of the table for conceding individual errors, aren't we? Top of the table for conceding penalties. Can, can, are they his fault? I'm, I'm asking the I, question. I, I would agree because I think, um, I think in this age of uh, fantasy football and FIFA, it's very easy to sort of, you're the, you're the manager effectively, aren't you, in that situation? You're controlling the players. Football isn't like that. The manager hasn't got a joystick on the uh, right. on the side or a you know a joypad or whatever they call you know on the side of of those so he cannot do anything about what socrates did in that situation you can be the best manager in the world look we saw it happen um at carrow road right as well didn't yeah, we Pep guardiola yeah could have done nothing about that situation that happened at carrow road on saturday mm. and i you know and i couldn't do anything it was simply a silly mistake and i, I know that socrates uh, uh, has uh, 
apologise apologise yeah, on social media nice. and all that kind <laughs> nice of stuff. Of yeah, but I th- you know we're all at the end of the day, obviously. Uh, they are professional footballers, but they yeah. are also human beings, yeah. and all of us make mistakes at work sometimes, just not in front of that audience. And is I the, think uh, that there's no way that you could say that that's that's no. Unai's fault. Can you, you, you? Sorry, could you? You could say what people are saying, and I and I do, and I have sympathy with this. Is why persevere with the with the playing out from the back thing? When clearly, and we had the as Josh said, we had the warning signs in the first half. Gwendozi. Yeah. Made a mistake, and he passed it to one of the players that could, should, could, and should have been a goal, maybe for them. And then, then we—it was almost like we were persisting until it happened. Until it happened. Yeah. And for me, it, you, can you can you then blame it? I, I really want to know. I really want to like they, they asked him about it. in the post-match interview. They asked him on Sky, you know, sh- why you pers- you know is, surely you have to th- question the playing out for the back thing if you make. And he kind of went, well. We did it again, and it worked. And, and, and there was an occasion when you could see what, what, exactly what we were trying to do, and we kind of passed, we, we, we passed it up the wing. I think Gwendozi was responsible for doing well with it. Mm. But it was clearly, it's clearly not working a lot of the time. And more than that, I think it makes the players tense and nervous because they know that they, they're going to be immediately pounced upon, and it's a test of their ability to get out of it. It's almost like a kind of... You're t- he's testing them. Mm. And are they being told in training, you have to play like 100%. this? 100%. But no, no, no. Are, they're right. following instructions. Of course. But, are, but to is the he point really where telling them? Is he really telling them? Sorry, is he re- missed the question. Is he really saying to me, you have to do this every single goal yes. kick? and I'll tell you why. In the end, it was clear the players gave up on it. Yeah. Because you had a moment where, afterwards, conceded our two goals... Leno had the two centre-backs about five or six yards away, so Kratis was, was there, Luis was there, and he ignored them and went long to Aubameyang. Yep. And from that moment on, you're, you're slightly right. fucked in what happened because then if the opposition get the ball, you're nowhere near, your defensive line is all over the place, and suddenly you're bringing massive pressure onto you. So then there was clearly like, well, the two centre-backs were expecting, we're still going to have to do it our way. And Leno has gone, well, that's all happened last time, chaps. Yeah. And he's just gone long. And yeah. suddenly you had this like completely like, fr- you know, all over the place, yeah. the back line. And so it felt like, you know, there was discontent. I-, I wonder, I mean, one of the Sky Sports journalists was tweeting yesterday about how, you know, it was like he understands that the players are showing discontent with Emery and the tactics um, that they're being well, asked Alan to play. Smith, Why does he, where does he get that? Well, I, well Alan, I wonder, Smith, but I Alan mean, Smith wrote a column. I don't know if you've seen it. He wrote, he's written a column saying he's heard. I mean, you know, he, and it's Alan Smith. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily take it from any football journalist. But <laughs> Alan Smith must have contacts. I mean, he's, he said that he, that he has grumblings, you know, I'm paraphrasing that some of the players don't, necessarily always understand their what they're being asked to do <laughs> no tactically let me ask you this then it's, it, let me ask you this halfway through last i remember we did this last season this, i get really frustrated by people's short memories because we did this right from the start under emery last season yeah, playing out it was from the his back. way of it playing, was his way yeah. but i think he gave up on it halfway through the season I, from my memory is and i was trying to you know it's hard to kind of but we didn't halfway through the season it was much more mixed up half sometimes we would sometimes we wouldn't it didn't become a thing that we were rigidly following and i feel like maybe the rule change this season where they can the, the other players aren't allowed to encroach of course one of them did encroach yeah should have been but anyway <laughs> yeah. but i feel like he's almost challenging these players to do this and actually, they, we know they're, they're capable of fucking it up. And I was like, for me, it's just got... To, and Liverpool do it half the time and half the time mm. they don't. You know, so there just, been so, I mean, there have been so many teams. If you look at the st- since the start of the season, if you put a compilation together of all the teams yeah, that have been in that all, situation, yeah. they're all doing it. But I think we're, we're even worse though, aren't we? For, well, for me, like a big team. 
Is that, feels the like... first, is that the first goal we've conceded from that? Is it? Is it? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe. But I, I always feel, I feel... I feel it makes an, a, a team that's already capable it of is... being stressed out and nervous. And Xhaka famously said he was scared. They, he felt they were scared. I don't think they were scared in the first half, but I do think they were scared in the second half. Certainly once that goal went, can be conceded. And then they were immediately like just overrun. Mm-hmm. It was and weird. Think... What's your explanation for being... For the contrast in the first half and second half and being overrun so completely? It's one of those. I mean, I think I'm with everyone else. I've got. Um, I was sort of watching it. I, I was, you know, I, I was doing the uh, the screening, the member screening. Right. Oh, so um, you were hosting a screening. I was hosting at the, the screening Emirates. at Emirates yeah. yesterday. Uh, and Liam Brady was our guest. Wow, our legend. my all-time was, favorite. Was Roman Kemp there? He was doing a DJ Roman was doing oh, that what he does. Well, that's for the Cannon Club. It's yeah, an wow. unusual activity. Oh, I need to get on this great. So, uh, and why is Boyd Hilson not yeah, doing? He's uh, not like a DJ in any way, shape, or form. What could you what do, Boyd? I can contribute you, something. I don't know. Class, could you do Interview. interviewing celebrities or well, something? That's what. That's what we're going to do. Your ticket Give me a few tips. But you, Liam Brady. Liam Brady's my all-time favourite Austin player. Hero, legend. Liam was fantastic yesterday, and it was, and so many of his fans were there because obviously we never say who was going to be there, just in case. We, we don't want to let anyone down yeah, in case yeah. he can't come. And he'd actually flown in, especially from Ireland, oh, and then flew back again. Wow. Um, so just for the screening. God, he must have been gutted and by that second half. He, well, <laughs> interestingly enough, he left at oh, half-time. Really? Because he had to get oh, back. Oh, my God. So we were doing... We were doing <laughs> Does he know? Do you think... Oh, you know? <laughs> we were doing so... We were doing okay. Yeah. And I, I had the great privilege of watching the first half next to him. Right. Which was incredible. You know, to, to sit next to Liam Brady yeah. and watch a football Amazing. match when he's going, well, they shouldn't be doing that or, oh, that's good. Like yeah. the way they're doing yeah. that. And we, at halftime, uh, did a quick sort of bit of halftime analysis. And very interestingly, he said, uh, I'm a bit nervous. In fact, I'm very nervous about the way that we're playing out from the back. <laughs> and if we persist with that, that's going to catch us out in the oh, second wow. half. Yeah. So he, he could see it from... Yeah. And he mentioned the Genduzi incident yeah. um, in, in the first half. So okay. I, think, I think that was something that, you know, Watford obviously obviously targeted. They yeah, just knew that it was going to happen and, and just yeah. carried carry on doing it. So it, well, it was a bizarre second half, wasn't it? It was, it was just freaky, a, yeah. Because um, historically, Arsenal... Have all, if we've, we've, we've had quite strong second halves in recent yeah. terms, haven't yeah. we? You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, against Spurs, we were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll talk more about this. We've got lo- lots more to talk about um, after this quick break. And we're back from the break. Um, just to remind that we are um, sponsored by MatchPint this season. Josh, the excellent app where you can find where to go for a drink and it's showing football games. I think it's actually more about finding where your game is on rather than finding where a drink is. It's not a pub finder in well, a purer sense. It's finding the nearest place to watch your favourite team in the sport. It's called Match I was listening to this last year. You were talk- talking about it helped you out. At, in uh, Edinburgh. In Edinburgh, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah, and okay. where then, very shortly after, not only yeah, Tom Rosenthal walked in, who's obviously yeah. been using the app oh, yeah. to find his yeah. nearest place, and then yeah. Joe Bohr, both of this Amazing. Uh, uh, parish. You can also join the Budweiser Premier Predictor game where you have to you predict each week. How are your predictions getting I mean, on? you know, let's draw a veil over that. Badly. Yeah. Badly. Didn't you, I was thinking of predictions, didn't you predict a score draw at Watford? I'm imagining that. I can't remember. No, I actually. think you did. I, I think you did. I got I a think, couple I in a row, right? Yeah, I think he. I think wow. he did. That might be three in a row then. Psychic. Psychic. Yeah, yeah. Psychic. Yeah. Yeah. I had a penny on it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Let's talk about the the bigger problems now. I let's start with team selection and the tactic. I thought what well, weird thing watching it on Sky. Right, this is. I found this really odd. Is that um, 
the team selection, first of all, I think most people were happy with it, I felt, before the game. You know, people, you, fans, you weren't happy with it. Um, I was fine with it, apart from Xhaka. Now, I know it's bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am going to do this, right? This continues from last week. It does. In case you weren't listening last week. It does. <laughs> I, I feel it's such a huge problem for me that you make a massive mistake in a game. That penalty was so cretinous. And um, then you, you're made captain and you're kept in the team, when you've got perfectly decent alternatives. Like, for me, I'd much rather have a midfield now of Guendouzi, Torreira, and um, Ceballos. Mm-hmm. For me, that would be a really interesting... I think you've got Ceballos, creativity. He's also a strong, powerful, athletic player. Mm-hmm. I think he just contributes so much more immediately than someone like Jacob for me. So, I just, for me, that seems an obvious thing to go for. Right, now... Do you think go on. international break played a... Uh, Maybe. A, a thing in the Maybe. I mean... But, you know, he did play... I, I just think, if he'd have... If, I think if Xhaka wasn't playing, this is a almost grotesque... And I'm not... You know, I don't hate him as a... Actually, I find him quite an irritating person. He, you know... He's, he's a lovely man. Oh, I'm sure, I he's, like, okay, sure. he's a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah. um, he, well, I'm not sure he was the worst yesterday. I think there were a few but others. I think he... I think, of course, so, yeah, there was a general... I mean, the second half, everyone was terrible. It was quite competitive to be worst player oh, yesterday. Com- of course, you're right. But what I'm saying is, I think there's something... But I think the midfield is a key issue at the moment. And I think when the midfield doesn't work... Um, and it's a, it, we were getting overrun by Watford time and time again. And I felt he, I mean, I think Urza wasn't great. I mean, Urza contributed creativ- creatively in the first half, certainly, to the goal. The goal yeah, but I certainly think, you know, in the second half when we're getting overrun, I just, but there's some, I, I have a big issue with Jacob. I, I would much rather he wasn't playing. I think it'd be much more, I think we'd have a much better chance of imposing ourselves on teams, which for me is a problem if he, if he wasn't at the crux of the, of the midfield. Anyway, but even more than that, so the team section, I only had an issue with him. Generally, I was like, okay, Ozil's back. The Ozil fanboys were like thrilled, you know. And there's a lot of crossover of Emery haters and Ozil fanboys, by the way. So they must have been conflicted. But then the formation... So interestingly, on Sky, they set it out what they thought it would be 4-3-3. Three, three. That's what they showed, you know, for the match. I think a lot of people did. But I was like, oh, I bet it isn't. And sure enough, it was a diamond, right? Yeah. And they didn't even mention that. Not only did they not mention it on Sky at any point, they didn't mention it in the half-time analysis, they didn't mention the full-time analysis. I'm not, I bet on Monday Night Football tonight, Gary never probably will, because he's really into his formation stuff. Yeah. But I, I ask again, like, it was so open, weren't we, against Liverpool? That was the issue with it. It left us so open. And again, we were incredibly open again. I just, and he persevered with it and didn't change it. And I think it's weird that last week 4-3-3 really worked. And, I, and it's, it's calamitous that Lacazette gets injured just as, I, for me, like, we've stumbled upon our ideal formation. Yeah, that three. That, yeah, that three. three. Oh, and I felt dream even... Three, dream three. And I know people complain about creativity in midfield, but it's, it's having a solid midfield with that front three, for me, still works. And then he changes the formation, perhaps to incorporate Ozil, I don't know. And for me, it just didn't work. What's, mm. what's your feeling? Mm. Am I being, you know... <laughs> it's hard to... It's, <laughs> it's based on the second half. You just, it's, it's so hard to say, isn't yeah. it, really? I just think... You're right, but... It, Similar to the Liverpool situation, because we did invite you know, those chances in the first half as well. That was Even though the first half overall, you go, great, we've got two goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, those, those shots on goal yeah. were being fired at us. Yeah. So that's clearly something. But I know that he studies each team individually. Yeah. He is big on the video analysis. Yeah. And he's got a team of video analysis. So there is, they would have looked at Watford. Now, obviously, Watford, a few weeks ago aren't the Watford that they faced Mm. yesterday. So the video analysis, you could argue, well, it's completely different because we haven't had a chance to see them under their new old manager. Um, So 
he would have, I guess, set up that formation based on what he's seen from right. Watford so far right. this season. That's the only thing that I yeah. can think. Do we think? Do we think? I mean, I do, I, I'm, I'm, I've been a defender of him in Imer, and I st- and I still think it would be purely on grounds of, for me, like fair play, and ju- mm. and I think it would be unjust. It's, if you know, people are calling him to be sacked now. Well, that's people are, madness. That's madness. So I think, and but mo- mostly, I have to say, because I think it would be unfair. You know, when you when you persevere with the previous regime for years and years and years, when for me it was in decline, you can't now suddenly go. Well, after a season and a five games, you know, we've decided. It's but right, also, right. can I ask a question but, too? But, what, but one thing. But what I was about to say was, I do think he's making some slightly mystifying decisions, and one of the the biggest one for me is even beyond Xhaka, because. I mean, Wenger picked Jack a week in Macau, let's not forget that, is the changing of the formation all the time. And I just feel... I don't feel that our players are up to, <laughs> mentally up to, dealing with that changing of formation almost every, from game to game so much. Like for me, even with Lacazette out, I would have stuck with 4-3-3 and played someone else in, that, in, that other, in his role. You know, we've got some decent players. You know, you could have played that, Reese Nelson or whatever, but... To change, I thought, to change around again to information that hasn't worked prior to this, I just think it's odd. Go on. I, I just wanted to ask, not only has Emery Questman not made progress, is there an argument that defensively we've gone backwards? But, well, now, I was going to say... Go on. Because number, um, just, to, just to read out some stats <laughs> no, yeah, Newcastle, more shots than we had in their game. They, they, they had more shots than we did. And then we've managed to concede 31 shots, which we'll come on to, or maybe this is an opportune moment to talk about it, 31 shots, and 25 shots on our goal at Anfield. Which is, okay, it's Anfield, that's still a lot of shots to con- concede on your goal. And even Burnley uh, uh, yeah. at the Emirates had 18 shots. Yeah. We've conceded the most... The amount of shots we're conceding our goal... It's the highest in it's Europe. It's a numbers game. You can, you can concede enough yeah. shots from enough opportunities. Yeah. Uh, over the course goal. of a season, you will concede yeah. enough goals. And yeah. It's definitely I'm, an issue, isn't it? What, or you, you can what, look what, the other way and go, three of that four, minimum, yesterday, probably won't be playing in three, well, four weeks' time. Well, this is what I'm saying. You can oh, go oh, to right, and you yeah. can go better in. Right. Holding is probably yeah, got, I mean, I didn't got better mention... since he got injured. Of course. And Socrates and Louise are having a fight about who's going to get dropped because they're both doing their best to try and yeah. get dropped. Because... And then Callum is And even Chambers well. might come in. Yeah. Oh, God knows. I'd rather have Chambers. Mustafi. Than... Was Mustafi with you watching at home yesterday? Where was Mustafi yesterday? Well, thankfully, he's... He... Just on a side note... <laughs> On a weird, walking yeah. into the ground well, yesterday. Like your, it's good that you're making the point that I should have made right at the beginning, which is, yeah, our, 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 our for three first-choice th- first defenders yeah. are not available. Going right? into the ground yesterday, oh. I just want to say, it was really hot, 25 degrees in Hertfordshire, lovely. Uh, That's what Emery said. That's why he brought on, took off Ceballos. Yeah. so hot. Just so hot. There was a guy in a massive yellow hoodie walking his game, and I'm like, this is weird. Massive, big say. Nike trainers, yeah. big yellow hoodie. Yeah. And I'm like, this yeah. guy, what is going on here? He's heading towards our away end, and I'm like, listen. Yeah. And it was Salibur. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. That's uh, brilliant. Who just yeah. sat amongst the fans. I love that. Because he's a back with his hero moment, already, yeah, being yeah. treated. So, uh, what were you going to say about the defence? Has the defence well, got worse? I would, I would say that since he's become Arsenal head coach, has he actually ever had access to his preferred back four. Yep. No, you're right. Yeah, it's fair. yeah I, absolutely. So 100%. You, we, you look at the preferred back four and we can all look at it as fans going, 
that's who you should be playing. Yeah. But there are reasons why he hasn't been able to access that mm. back four. And, and fingers crossed, hopefully, that dream back four is I, coming imminently along with... I mean, I, think it, well, I don't have enough faith that it's suddenly going to mean we <laughs> well, don't going to say the central no, no, Yeah. Well, I, I, Rob but, Holding we, was, when Rob, was right, right, amazing so, for us last season. Oh, no, no, no. I, I completely have faith in Rob Holding. Uh, so who's point. he going to be with? Is he going to be with... Is it going to be Rob Holding? You know, who does he... Is it going to be Rob Holding and Louise? Is it going to... What's, is it going to show, what's going to happen there? Is he, is he even tempted to do a back, go, go back to back five, to three at the back and all of that? Must, for because him, everyone says about Louise, everyone, all the kind of Chelsea fans seem to say he's fine in a, in a back three, but in a two, he's a disaster. So and he's I'm, a second penalty is conceded, obviously, now. Yeah. Having not conceded one yeah. for Chelsea. And that's weird, isn't it? But for me, I go back to the, the midfield issue, though, because I, I, I know, like, for me, like, Again, at the beginning of the game on Sky, they went. They, they talked about how, oh, you know, oh, um, Jacques will be patrolling the, you know, in front of the defense. I'm like, he won't be. He know, he's, like in theory, maybe. Well, that, back, that that Arsenal, that legendary back four or back five, as they like to be called, yeah. because they don't like to exclude uh, Martin. And um, always said, the, the, re- really, we never have to do anything because right, Pat- Patrick was in front of, of us. Course. So yeah. if he got past Patrick, we go, oh, well, yeah. we'll mop it up then. But so, I mean, yeah, you could argue that if if that midfield was yeah. strong then I think be. for me Torreira's capable of doing that yeah. isn't he like to me I, that's again I, I'm banging on about it and I'm not I just think try what, why you know try Torreira I again, I again wonder was he away on international duty he was so maybe there of course. was an so was Guendouzi there, so, yeah. was, was, I mean he didn't play did he Guendouzi yeah. didn't play he was had picked. to do an initiation song so he might have been yeah I mean he was exhausted by that I mean, <laughs> I, they're all the, I, mean I, I these are all, I, I think knows? it's great that we're being fair yeah. I think you know think you've got the great be, thing about yeah. this podcast is I'm going to say this now we are fair and we don't go crazy and we don't, we don't need to, to try and get appeal to try and get exorcisms mm. by being fucking stupid about these things so I do think people have gone crazy like people were talking yeah. people just talk nonsense people saying oh we haven't we, you know we've been dominated in every single game someone so that was the one. That was the tweet that Alan Alga agreed with. I'm like, it's just not true. Look at our possession stats yeah. at home. We 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 don't. Are you most not concerned games. about how many shots we're conceding? It's it, it extraordinary. It's embarrassing and it's terrible. But as, as Nigel, on the other hand, and it's extraordinary. But on the other hand, at least give him a chance. No, I'm not even wait till May. I'm saying wait till we get our defence back, mm. our best defenders back. Wait till like, should be able back. to do better. With wait what till he's got. I think now. I think most fans now have a, have the best team in their mind. I do. I know I do. What's I, your What's your best? I'm team? having four three three with that, the midfield I talked about mm-hmm. um, with um, with the three up front: Pepe, um, Lacazette, and Aubameyang. And I think and my firm firm dream. I just say your teammate that far. I mean, he's got a, that. Midfield is pretty much there with us, and yet the, we're conceding. But all it's these tiny, yeah. But these small things for me, the, I know that's why I think the difference between having Xhaka in and not having Xhaka in, and having Louise and Socrates and not having one of our, with Rob Holding in, these things, these small margins. It's not guarantee the, that Rob Holding's coming back into this team. I think, well, ho- no, but hopefully he will, but I think he'll do a much better job. He I think had he's 90 minutes on Saturday for the under 20 yeah. Yeah. He, he may well play in the, in, against Frankfurt. But what, all I'm saying is, no, my, my bigger point is. Let him get to the point where he know. I think you know we know our best team. Hopefully, he he will know his best team. We tried four through three last week and it worked pretty fucking well, especially in the second half against Spurs. We had twenty six shots on goal ourselves, right? So we yeah we did. 20, I made this point. I tweeted it. We had twenty six people forget we played some brilliant football. His middle name's Opta. Let, exactly. <laughs> Let's not get fucking carried away by how terrible. But people talk about we. He doesn't let them attack. He doesn't want. I mean, this is nonsense. 
he let them have the 20 passes to the goal in the first half. That was one of the best goals they scored in ages. And we had some, played some brilliant football earlier last season. People were chanting, we've got our Arsenal back. They weren't doing that from out fantasy. Yeah, we they were really enjoying it. But at half. that point, he is perfectly capable of letting the team play attacking football. And we've got some brilliant attacking talent. Let's get them fit and playing. And then if, it, then if it's not working, yeah. if he can't get those players to play well, then get rid of him. But then, but then, I, I, you yeah. know, I don't hold any... I don't, I'm not like obsessed with him. You know, he's not... But I'm happy, you know... But at least be fair. I'm worried. I'm really worried. Of course, worried. you would be worried. I'm worried as well. But I think, but I think there are enough mitigating circumstances to let him have a go. And I think equally, all he needs is someone for... I think his obsession with the tactical thing, I think, is interesting. Doesn't but, st- he's on the touchline non-stop trying to give instruction. But I don't have a problem with just that. That's like, non-stop, it feels like, just that feels like a natural... I don't know what he's pointing at half the time. I know, but pointing. that feels like he's just doing that because that's his natural way that's of behaving. Yeah. He's always managed exactly. like that. What, does, cause, oh, what I do feel, though, and I think like some, a lot of managers do this... All managers like to think, oh, they've got this tactical genius way of dealing with this opposition, right? And they'll come up with a way of nullifying but I feel he's obsessed with doing that at the expense of sometimes just keeping it simple and keep and for me like Liverpool are the model aren't they like they play 4-3-3 mm. it's taken them a while relentless to get to that, it's right? taken right so I was going to say that it's taken mm. them a long time I 100% agree mm. but they fucking stick with it and they play away at home relentless if they drop one drops out Origi will come in mm. and he'll play in the front they three they know the system they know the yeah. system it's meticulous and no one's fucking cocking up because they and I've got the 80 million best defender in the world all that I, I appreciate that but surely try and emulate a, a team that's doing the same thing all the time mm. rather than keep changing why ne- need to change it Should, our players can our players cope with changing it well that's the, that's the big question isn't it and I think uh, as, as the season goes on we'll see that and as these players come back yeah. like you say that's when we'll yeah. see we'll see that yeah. evidence of that it's hopefully. got nowhere to hide if we don't come in the no, top four that's the problem I think that's uh, a, this, a bit, yeah. you know you could, you could argue and then I was in Baku, and it was it was a, a weave there. Yeah, well. same. I mean, that was a similar was, thing for me. That was yeah. conceding that goal, and then we collapsed. Go, yeah, carry but on. if you'd have said at the start of last season, we will get to the final of the Europa League, yeah. and we will be pushing for top four based on where we were oh, and I agree. on day yeah. one of the season, as an Arsenal fan, would you have said? Actually, I'd be reasonably happy with that. Um, totally. I was absolutely fine with and that. So and you I still could, am fine with that. You could argue, yeah. if you're being extremely positive about the situation, that we had... <laughs> Josh is better. No, shaking his head. Yeah. So, Go on. So there, is, there was a, a hint of movement in the right direction last season. I think so. so. This season, I think you've got to see <laughs> where, we can, where we can push on from that. And, and, look, and by and the way, we've got I, the new players, Nigel, all the signings. You. You Even know, more got, than that, come on, we're five games in, we're on the same number of points games, as Chelsea, yeah. you know, we're, we're only... Yeah, yeah, you know, technically, we're, we're, we're really technically we're third. Technically we're third. But certainly, I think we've showed signs of improvement so far this season already. And also... We've got a better squad. And he, yeah. by the way, people completely ignore the fact, he's not, he doesn't have nothing to do with acquiring these players. He does have something to do. I know the other... The, the management team have got a different structure now. But, but you know, it was, we've gone from... Of Wenger doing every single thing, you know, every single thing of the club is down to him, to now apparently Emery only has one thing down to him, and the things that are good that happen on the pitch are not due to him, and everything that bad is due to him. I think it's just unfair. So, yeah, I think, you know, let's not go crazy, let's not panic. But, equally, if in a month's time he has, we've got those players fit, when Lacazette's back and he's, not, and he's changing around still... And he's not settling I up think, on... I think that would be worrying. In a month or so, 
Pepe will have fully adjusted. So we Pepe. saw flashes, right? Of, Pepe's a good of, of that it, in the first. That's another thing. Alan Alga's right. If Alan Wilson, I'd be saying this to his face, but people are going, "Oh, Pepe's shit." You know, he's terrible, waste of age. I'm well, like, come on, he's, Dennis he's Bergkamp. Take, more take ons. Thierry Henry. Yeah, right. Yeah, Southampton's not till November, but already it's clear he's brilliantly fast and skillful. I know his final ball is is an issue, but he's still. It's his corners in front of goal that's the concern, isn't it? He's done the hard stuff. Yeah. But that, may, that will come. That will hopefully come. it will come. You know, you hope he one play, goal leads I, I reckon to he'll anymore. play on Thursday. I reckon it'd be interesting what team he puts up. Well, you think Pepe will play in Frankfurt? I think he'll play up front. Mm. I don't, I th- he's got to wrestle Aubameyang, hasn't he? He's just got to. Yeah. Aubameyang, I mean, Aubameyang will want to play. Yeah, Martinelli will get game time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Martinelli, I'll, I'll, but I bet yeah. Pepe. He was Pepe, on the bench, wasn't he, yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he'll play well, Pepe Martinelli. The bench is... Not the strongest Arsenal Premier League bench in history. I was going to say, the substitutions I felt were, were weird. I well, mean, Ceballos t- particularly. I would have taken Ozil off. Didn't look knackered. I mean, that's it didn't impossible look to know. And it's, it's impossible to know. But it, it, it seemed like a slightly defensive move. And him thinking, well, we need a bit more stability. And Torreira could come on. But actually, the one midfielder that was capable of getting hold of the ball and, and a yeah, bit of calmness. Yeah. His feet are unbelievable. Like, yeah. just, I was sat very near the front yesterday. Probably one of the first games I sat right at the front. Just, it's amazing. His close it? control yeah. and the way yeah. he, he can get out of anything. Gets yeah. away yeah. from people yeah. in like, tight situations is, is amazing. And as soon as he went, we just we yeah, didn't, I thought that we didn't have that. Sense. And Willock's, uh, Willock was so far as that moment where we went through and he did a couple of step overs and it went that right. And f- just Reece lay it off, lay it off, lay it off. And, and Reese like, Nelson gave the ball over. I was robbed of the ball mm. three or four times. Yeah, even, yeah. even, even we could have rescued it. Even yeah. we could have rescued it in the last few minutes and you know had yeah, a few opportunities. And yet it would have been yeah, it would have been robbery. It would have been robbery. They deserved two two or three minutes longer. And of course, we were done. Of course. But the other thing is to say is they were brilliant. They were relentlessly. They were absolutely. I mean, we made them look brilliant, boys. I know we did, but it's always Watford. a mix. You have to. It's always oh, a mix. new manager. This uh, Watford. I know, but it is always. It's different. It's a mix. You know, you can't you just ignore the fact that they. I mean, we totally were the architects of our our, our, our downfall. Don't totally. get me wrong. But as soon as that first goal went in, they were then like that was it. This is we were yeah. transformed by our goal in the first half, and we you know we were suddenly playing really good football, and you know it was it was great. But they were absolutely. I mean, they went hell for leather, and they played brilliantly. Mm. Anyway. I still think we have to back the manager. I th- I at least for a while. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'm know. going to say that anyway, but as a fan, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm at work uh, yeah. at the club. But it's an so, interesting point. As a because... fan, I also believe that. I think you've just got to be re- realistic. And I think there's, there's a uh, Five Live phone in a couple of weeks ago, 606. There was a caller who, I don't know if you heard this, who phoned up. I can't remember. I think it was about Guardiola. Did you hear this? Yeah, I did, yeah. And... Um, and he said, "Oh, I think Guardiola should go." Yeah. Like, oh, there were people. Oh, oh, Nigel, there were people. The city lost. No, there were people saying that. Loads of fa- city so, but, fans. But then people are fucking fo- insane. He followed that up with this, and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. He followed this up saying, "Yeah, you know, obviously, I think you should do this, 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 and this." He went, "You know, obviously, I've only managed at fantasy level." But yeah. as in, I've only managed yeah, to that fantasy is football. Do you do you, do, you, do you do you get to deal with Emery much? Do you speak to him much? No, okay. I don't. Um, so I'm going to say this now. You don't have to comment on this because you can't. Um, but I'm this, I do feel what's not helping, and this happened again. I felt his English had improved generally because mm. you know it was definitely. I think like you know in, in interviews and stuff, he is hard to understand. But I thought that was improving. And then the post-match interview on Sky. Oh my god, it is incoherent. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not having a go at him, but I can see why. Fans, he, fans aren't taking to him yeah. because if you're like a Klopp, even Klopp at the beginning, remember, you know, when Liverpool finishing tenth or whatever in his first season, and he, you know, even, even and Watford manager, you know, also Spanish manager, he's like, he's massively eloquent in English, as is, as, you know, all of these foreign managers, and Emery definitely isn't. 
He's hard to understand. He has a staccato. I don't even, I'm wondering even if in Spanish he's hard to understand. And I do feel like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing out. I really would love to know. I'd love to get to be a fly on the wall in that dressing room to find out how does the communication work with him and the players, you know? And as far as I know, it's all in English. Is it right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fascinating because um, he is—he really is hard to understand. And I, I think that's not helping. Is what I'm saying. I'm still. Being he's having English as well. From what I oh, I hope he's having English. He's having, he was right. having English lessons yeah. every day. Yeah. Okay. Um, because he was determined yeah. to do everything. Yeah. In English. I mean, I admire him. Been, been at the club four hundred and something days. Mm. Right. But you don't. don't, but do you know what I mean? Like English is I don't feel like yeah, I know. I I he, well, I, I haven't seen um, much of uh, his translator Dan this season. When yeah. I've been in press conferences, right. I haven't seen. Yeah. And Dan was there pretty much every single game last season. Yeah. So I think he's probably he's doing said, everything no, in English. Going, to be fair, yeah. I mean, what can he's we say? Is, you know, better than my Spanish. Well, no, that's yeah. the thing. Is you know, it is. But it's not so. as good as most foreign managers. Not as good as Ramsey's Italian, by the way. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, exceptional. Yeah, good effort to him. Um, I, t- I, th- I think we're five games in. That's all I'd say. I, I agree with that. I, I'm just putting the point. But I, 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 one danger, I, do, I just see the danger. I, th- I think he lost a lot of fans this weekend with that performance. He, he, I, think he, I think most Arsenal fans seem to be blaming him. And I think if, if he hadn't have stuck with that formation, if he hadn't have, you know, if the Jacker captain thing issue, I think is weird. You know, I think, I think well, the whole... opportunity seems to be coming with Jacker's in, incoming paternity leave. You see this? He, now, so, yeah, there were rumours that he's going to take time off, but then I think that was dismissed or something. Is that just been yeah, dismissed? Yeah, I mean, pl- I mean, that one to be too horrible. Please, God, take I, some time it, off. Is it not true? I, uh, I thought I'd read I something. I saw two, uh, I did see that story. And then I, saw I wouldn't necessarily story. believe anything that you read. Exactly. Yeah, based exactly. on my experience. It's very <laughs> rare. It's very Unusual. rare, isn't it, for a footballer? Usually you think of footballers playing football while their wife is in yeah. childbirth. Yeah. It's, this would be the complete opposite. I mean, it would be very modern man, and I'd salute him if, yeah, if he did enough. take time off. Employee of a company 100%. wanting time off. I'd salute him even more because I'm very happy for him to not be playing for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, what if, uh, what if the child wasn't... is called Boyd? Um, How would then, you feel about even that? Even then, <laughs> you know what, Nigel, even then. Um, I don't think it is going to be called Boyd. Um, Boyd even exactly. then, By way I'm of not... tributes. <laughs> it's, probably going to be called, it's probably going to be called Arsene Unai, considering the amount they love him. I mean, he mu- it's the running joke, but everyone's he like, where's he got on these people? They love him. It's mystifying to me. Anyway, well, we've, we've, enough of that. We've got to predict. There's we've a got... few other players that didn't shine, as I say. I think you, oh, yeah, we, you have picked him who out. Who do you but, want to pick on? Guedouzi didn't have a great day. I love him, but it was a... A he really was brilliant in the previous game and not very good in this game. Yeah, no. just really poor decision making at times. But I think again, just I think an it's like being put in a different know. formation. What you know, just I think they're all put in different weird positions in this diamond thing. I just don't think it works. Anyway, anyone else you want to pick on? <laughs> Slack off. There were a few. I mean, a few poor I performances. I, mean, I just half. really, I, I can't explain. First half, uh, you'd never have seen it coming. I mean, we, we, we no. you know, tune it up and. You know, well, really enjoying yeah, my day in sunny half. Apart from, apart from that point, well, you saw the goal yeah. in yeah, the goal kick. Stop that. But I mean, just that second half was just so lackluster and, and just, I don't know. I just felt also Bamian looking around at some points going, what have I got to work with here? We have to, I mean, you know, that, he, he, in all the shining light. The other thing we should say, he is so incredible. And, and for He's me, though, him and Lacazette, you know, and there were rumours that they were, they were going to announce new contracts for them a while ago, and that hasn't happened yet. Gone quiet. 
gone quiet. But for me, I'm, I have to. As much as I'm being fair to the manager, I do feel they are more important than the manager. I'm serious, and I do think if in a couple of months' time this is carrying on, we're playing like that, and we're still making stupid mistakes, and they're visibly pissed off. Aubameyang, I, 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 I genuinely think they're more important. I think the, probably the club's hierarchy would go keep them happy. Rather, I seriously think it's that point where there was a moment I noticed from the crowd. I don't know if it was picked up because I, haven't, I watched Match Ready too. Yeah, uh, but I didn't put a sky. When we conceded the penalty, Maitland-Niles went running over to the bench oh, to, he get was, in, he was to get instruction <laughs> yeah. on which way they expected the penalty to go. Oh, yeah. And then you, we could see it from behind the yeah. goal. There was this, like, like Maitland-Niles pointing, like, frantically to the goalkeeper's left, so Maitland-Niles is right. And so me and Benji, who I sat with, like, well, Leno's clearly going to be diving that way because he's now been told by Maitland-Niles who's taken instruction from the bench and sure enough he went completely the wrong way yeah, of so I was like yeah. <laughs> wonder what research was done there that's brilliant because it literally forced uh, Leno to go that's amazing. in the wrong direction to be fair I thought Leno had a really good game in fact we I think without yeah. him I think he made yeah, all, all the stops. important saves he needed to make yeah. apart from you know really he couldn't have you know so I thought he did. Though. I mean those goals just just he finds himself in the right place at the right time all yeah. the time yeah. was, his stats are, and Liam Brady said has he really scored that many in that amount of time yeah. and it's, it's incredible right? it was at 46 goals uh, in the Premier League 37 uh, goals and nine assists. Yeah, so forty six. He's been involved. With. Yeah, only um, what's his name? Salah. Salah. Salah, Salah yeah, he, he's fifty three. Yeah, and, so I, actually, and as I keep always say, there was a point last season where people were criticising him for not contributing enough to the game. And even on even yesterday on Sunday, halfway through the game, some people were saying, "Oh, we, we really missed like I said, he can't play on his own up front like this." And I'm like, he's fucking doing more for this team than anyone else. And anyway. he does. And he does. Uh, there were some times yesterday, and Liam and I were talking about it, where he he was defending from the front. Oh, he was absolutely. You know? Yeah, he was coming really deep yeah. uh, quite a, quite a lot of the time. Yeah, considering I'm a big fan. Oh, huge, massive. Mm. That's, uh, that's why I generally think just, it's more important than the manager. Just before we wrap up, I mean, have you found anything? Does it feel like a new era working for the club? I think this season, uh, day one, I think it was Emirates Cup. Actually, was our first uh, game back, and it definitely felt with the with the signings we made, um, especially when the Tierney signing went through. I mean, that was the and Pepe, um, you know. The, the announcement video that was the Gunnosaurus actually from do you see that when oh, Gunnosaurus yeah. got knocked yeah, on the head at uh, the the, uh, <laughs> at the Emirates Cup then they used that to announce Pepe because every time the club had posted something on social media that wasn't related to Pepe all they got back was announce Pepe announce Pepe announce Pepe so I think once that had happened and and Tierney as well you, you, you come out on a match day, from my point of view, and you can, the atmosphere has been amazing yeah. so far yeah, this season good. at Emirates, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. And normally the atmosphere is great for, I would say, North London derby, mm. amazing, mm. always. Um, Man United, always a good, always a good atmosphere. And the others, yeah, great, you know, good. Yeah. So we'll sing yeah. when we need to. But so far this season, I would say that it's been. I think there has been that belief back in the. Mm. It'll be in- interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. But, the, but equally, the weekend, if, if yeah. we play well against Aston Villa and beat Aston Villa, then I think you know. Yeah. yeah. People are people. Are, hopefully, some calm will be restored. I think anyway. it's exciting. I mean, it is exciting. If you think of, you remember when. I've been doing a lot of research into this recently, uh, for obvious reasons, when um, Bergkamp and Platt signed. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that was, wow, okay, this is, means that we're... You so know, yeah, that was ahead exciting. of Bruce Riot coming to do our pitch time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it felt a bit like, you know, we've got, wow, we've, the Pepe's, oh, Pepe's yeah. coming. And, and there, there's always that argument, uh, a lot of um, 
anti-Arsenal people say, well, you've not got Champions League football. Why would a player like Pepe sign for Arsenal? Well, he did. Yeah. And no, so, there you go. Yeah, but we need to get Championship football to keep Lacazette. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we've got to predict. We're running out of time. Josh. Two games. Two games. Frankfurt v Arsenal. That's a tough one, isn't it? Oh, the Europa League final we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one we so wanted. close. Those penalties was, at Chelsea oh. uh, beat Frankfurt. Yeah. What do you reckon, Nigel? What's your, what's your prediction there? Uh, I'm going to go 3-1. To Frankfurt? No. To us? Crazy man! Yeah. Oh wow! My you're ever the optimist. Oh, ever the optimist. I think we'll bounce Josh. Josh. <laughs> One all draw. Still um, a stable start to the group. I think we might lose that game two one. But I'm not going to be too. I, I'm. I think we'll get out. Of, I think we'll carry on. I don't think this is you know the end. Of well, the, the expectation would be these are the two teams to. Yeah, and advance. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play a fairly you know young. I think, think Pepe, you mentioned Pepe. I think Pepe will play. Okay. Which Pepe will score his first goal. Yeah, I think he'll score his first goal. Pepe I mean, there's. I mean, I don't think people are saying, oh, you last know, Bambi's score six, seven goals. Go on. But last year, you looked at that Europa League tournament and it was an opportunity for some of the more fringe. Yeah, and I think we don't have the volume of fringe players this season that we did. So many of them have left the club, the turnover of players. So it is going to be a particularly young Yeah, equally, young but side. he was playing a lot of those young players in the, in the pre-season friendlies. Yeah, but I think also, they, that, those teams will yeah, come out. It'll be interesting. Anyway, it'll be interesting. And then um, Villa at home on Sunday. Josh, I think we should win, and we've got to win. Yeah, have to win. Have to win. It's a must win. Go on. Two nil. Two nil. Yeah. Oh, clean sheet. Unlikely. I feel. I'm going to say three one. <laughs> I, I think two nil is a, f- a fair assessment. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nigel, for your um, stories, your anecdotes, and Pleasure to um, see you again. for yeah, being the voice of Arsenal. Yeah, thank you for coming back. <laughs> thank you. For, thank you, Josh, for being a very sensible human being as ever. I don't know. I think <laughs> I probably, probably. I think. I think Emery might have got off slightly lightly today did, after uh, yeah. after that second half. But there you go. There's a smile. Josh is smiling at the end. Yeah, Riley, yeah. smiling Riley. <laughs> um, and keep the faith. Uh, keep the faith and thanks for listening. And we'll be back. Yeah, back next week. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.